common sense. This is what you should do if you want to be taken seriously and be seen as a professional and somebody that somebody else wants to work with. Welcome back to Art Juice. This is honest, generous and humorous conversations to feed your creative soul and get you thinking. With me, Louise Fletcher. And today, Alice is not here. I am joined by my special guest, Sarah Collier from Silson Contemporary Gallery. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Louise. Thank you for inviting me on. I like being a special guest. That's lovely. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. We have had so many requests from listeners to have a gallerist on the show. And I have wanted to ask you for quite a long time, as I told you, and I've mentioned your name to Alice many times and never actually taken the plunge to ask you. And this time I asked you. And and for everybody listening, Silson Contemporary is a Yorkshire Contemporary Art Gallery a little bit unusual in the sense that it is in a home. It's a gallery within a home. And I find that a fascinating idea. And Sarah founded the gallery herself, runs it herself. And so we're going to get into kind of her story, how she set that up, um, what she does there. And she's also going to have some very wise advice for all of us on what to do and not to do when approaching a gallery. So before we begin, Sarah, as I told you before we started, we always begin with what's been going on recently for us. I thought what would be interesting to ask you, since nobody really knows you and we're getting to know you, is what does a normal week look like for you um, running your gallery? What, what's your life normally like? Well, it's 24-7. It's always on my mind. I'm always thinking about the gallery, how it's hung, new artists, current artists, um, clients, um, keeping in touch with clients, telling them about work that I've got in, um, planning shows, you know, well ahead. So that uh, there's lots of admin to do. Occasionally, I'll go to artist studios to look at their work, or they'll come here and show me their work. Um, I go through submissions that come in in emails. It's really it, I'm on the go all the time. Um, this morning I was at a client's house, so I take work out to clients. Um, clients will say they're looking for something, so then I'll do a bit of a search for them and present what I've got. Uh, so it's I love it. I imagine it. If, if I didn't know better now, a few years ago, I would have imagined the life of a gallery owner as being all about the art, just like I would have imagined the life of an artist as being all about the, the making the art. And now yeah. that I do it, I know that that so much of it is admin and yeah. sales and client relations. Yes. And of course, I have people in the gallery as well. I didn't say I'm open and people come to the gallery and I'm sure yeah. you know, <laughs> that goes without saying, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's just so much, so much that goes on. And it's not, I'm not just here when I'm open. When I'm not open, I'm still working in the gallery for my gallery. It's just yeah. constant. Yeah. So you've got to love what you do. Got to love what you do. It's hard work, but if you love it, then you don't care, do you? It doesn't feel like work. That's so true. So how yeah. did you, you didn't always do this, obviously. So no. how did you come to this point of knowing this is what you wanted to do um well I've always loved art um and I did art at school and my art teacher wanted me to do a level art but I was pushed down a different route um 
and I did lots of different jobs. And then I went and I trained to, I did a degree in radiography. I uh, did that in London and then got married, had children, moved to Toronto. Actually, I was going to ask you, you used oh, to live in Canada, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I lived in Toronto. Did you live in, we need to talk about this afterwards. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but lived in Toronto for two years, came back to England and then moved to Yorkshire, had our family, two boys, and it was whilst they were small. And so I was working as a radiographer part-time at Harrogate Hospital and um, I just saw this little bit in the local paper about an art appreciation afternoon every Monday at the Quakers meeting house. And I just thought, right, I'm going to go to that two hours, two hours on, on my own, just me with everybody else there, obviously. Mm-hmm. And that was like, that was the turning point because going to that, I was just absolutely fascinated. It was all, all quite old fashioned and you know, it was a slight it was a projector and, but just listening to him talk about the art, I just found, I just loved it. And then I thought I want to learn more. So I did an art history degree with the OU. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a complete SWAT. I loved it so much. So I got a first, but that <laughs> took about five years, five years. And I did that whilst I was still working. You know, it was hard, but I really wanted to do it. And then I got halfway through the MA and then there were some personal things which meant I couldn't cope with that and everything else that was going on but then I just it was doing the it was studying the art history and it made me realize I wanted to do this as a career in some way shape or form when I started the degree I had no idea no inkling that I was going to set up a gallery but you know how things suddenly fall into place yeah and everything that's gone before has kind of led to this this point where I thought I could set up a gallery you know and these little seeds of thought come in and then you think of other things and and then you know we live in a beautiful Edward uh, Edwardian house and there was, you know, there was space and it was like, well, why don't I set up a gallery in my home? And I know, you know, other people have done it. Mm. And as I said, everything just fell into place. And I'm so glad I did it. But it just shows how you can turn your life around if you're so determined and you love what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, what it's, you know, it hasn't been easy, but I've really wanted to do it. I had no idea if it would work. I just felt personally that Harrogate at that time needed somewhere showing contemporary affordable art yeah yeah and it's such an interesting idea and as you say not necessarily the first time ever but to make the gallery in your own home because yeah I remember at one point having a vague idea maybe I should open a gallery my friend and I talked about this and we were yeah but a very quick look at the numbers of renting a rent a retail <gasps> space and everything yeah. and the rates I just thought no it's just too much to make that pay would be so much hard work exactly so you know when when we bought this house there was no thought of me having a gallery here but it's you know it's just one of those things that have added to everything that we've done has kind of led to me being able to do this yeah yeah Um, and and how much of your how much of your house is given over to the gallery um the ground floor not the kitchen Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's the grant. So we've got quite, we've got a lovely big hall. So um, that's ideal for showing art. And then it goes up the stairs and then just across the first landing. So not just the ground floor, just across the first landing. And then we've got 
a big room at the front and then a sitting room at the back. So the big room at the front, which is where I'm sat now and might be a bit echoey, is the gallery. There's it's yeah. um, there's just a table going down the middle that I display ceramics on, and it's and it's just it's a big bay windowed room. It's just beautiful. And then the back room we use is that it we still use it as our sitting room. Um, so it always has to look really lovely, but it's just nice. And so there's art in there as well that's for sale. Good way to keep you really tidy, because I know when Open Studios comes up, then my house gets really spotless and tidy. You have, yeah, it looks lovely. Yeah, never open a cupboard when you come into my house because you don't know what's <laughs> going to fall on top of you because it just gets stuffed in there when you know you've got people coming. But I am, I have to say, I am, t- I am a tidy person. I'm a Virgo. I'm a tidy person. Yeah. And my boys, I mean, I've been doing it for five years, and my boys have just grown up knowing that they don't leave your shoes there take it upstairs yeah. you know it's just don't open a can of fizzy pop near the paint yes I know <laughs> yes but I've always had art in the house and ceramics so they know that you respect things like that so yeah it's never been it's never been an issue I'm so... intrigued as to you you were doing art at school they thought you were good yeah. enough to do art a level yes. yeah um and and yet the path that you've chosen is to curate and sell art yeah and not I think make art. no I think I'm rubbish I have artists coming and saying well you could do it you could do it and I've just I've tried and I think I overthink and I went to an evening class a few years ago for beginners art and I was just absolutely hopeless and there was all these people sat next to me just creating these wonderful pieces of work That's and the I thing, though we are rubbish at the beginning <laughs> You have to be okay with being rubbish. <laughs> See, yeah, when I, know, well, I, your... I don't want to be rubbish. I don't want to be rubbish. I want to paint like, you know, like you can paint, Louise. <laughs> we all do that initially. We look at the people we love. We try to do the same as them. Yeah. We can't do it. And then we feel like, oh, well, you know, that just, they're better than me. But but I guess I I found I was good at doing this, at yeah. curating. Yeah. Um, people before I set up the gallery, so I'd buy art when I could, and people would say to me, like friends and family, how do you know what, how do you know what to buy? How would you know to put that with that? I would never have thought of that. And I didn't realize it was a skill. Yeah. It was just something that wasn't normal for me, but I've since realized that it is a skill. And I guess I'm just using that skill to run my gallery. Yeah, which is Fabulous because we the art world needs all of us, doesn't it? And everyone doing what they love for everyone. Yeah, we I couldn't do what I do without artists. So yeah. So how did you? So you've made the decision, right? We're going to do this. We're going to have a gallery in 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 our home. It can't be just that simple, though. So what comes after that? I worked out the. I got. I worked out the rooms. We had wooden floors put in throughout on the ground floor just so that you know you didn't have to worry about muddy footprints because I can't you can't be precious I don't I'm not going to be precious when people are coming in um I got um it's a firm called Hang My Art really really good and um David is the the guy that comes out and he puts up like it like a hanging rail underneath my existing Edwardian picture rail so that yeah. it runs all the way around the room so that I could have a proper hanging system because I wanted it to look professional yeah. whilst it's in my home I didn't want it to look like I just stuck a nail in the wall and yeah something up so I have that throughout the the ground floor where I need it 
Um, so I got that done. Obviously, I had to go out and find artists. Yeah. Be, so how did you do in the that gallery to begin with? Uh, well, there was artists on my radar, so it was all. So my 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 view is, it's in my home, it's my gallery, it's my business. I will only show artists whose work I love. Um, so I identified artists whose work I loved um, from going to shows or on, on Instagram um, and, you know, in other ways. Um, and then I just approached them. And that was quite scary because I had no idea what their reaction would be. Yeah. And nobody said no, which was lovely. Um, some A couple made me do a pitch in a way for them, but that was good because it made me really think about what I was doing. And then, but most were like, oh, lovely. Yes, we'd love to. So it's so funny then, for people listening to hear that you were scared to approach the artist. Oh, They're I scared to approach you. <laughs> I know, but it's the fear, it's the unknown, isn't it? And not known. Yeah. I was completely new. I, I had nothing to back up what I was saying, just myself and, and, and my art history, which did help with a couple of people. The fact that I did know about art, I can't yeah. pay, but I knew about, you know, that was, I did have a background on it. I also worked voluntarily in a gallery for a while just to, you know, to learn about the running of a gallery. Um, oh, of course I had to get my website done. So there's all those things. I wanted a professional website business cards you know I wanted it to be a professional setup yeah yeah and it is yeah and I'm so glad I did it because it did really help yeah get you know get the artists here and and get people here and so once you've got the artists you've got the hanging system you've got all that set yeah. up how do you find then the buyers how did you start that process people I knew artists brought people along um I had some really good um, publicity in some articles in the local newspaper when I first, you know, I contacted so many people. You've got to go out there and network yep. who came along and saw it and then real, they actually thought, yeah, this actually, this, this could be really good. Um, and I had the photographer from, from the local newspaper who came to, to do photographs for the article about me setting up and he loved it so much. He actually turned up at the private view which I wasn't expecting and took photographs there so it was that was really nice and that yeah. really helped and that really helped to get people here for my very first open weekend as well and it's just an awful lot is word of mouth I think word of mouth is the best way yeah to advertise yeah. you know um but I'm now on Instagram and doing well on Instagram not as well as you Louise but um you know it's a you build all the time, yeah. don't you? And, and I presume you keep a database of, of yes, yes. I've got a mailing list, so the, yeah. the mailing list yeah. goes out um, whenever you know I've got a new show coming up, or when there's an open weekend, or if I'm doing a special on a certain artist, then I've got that mailing list, and people can subscribe to that through the website. But it's it's just it's a it's a gradual build up, yeah. um, but it's going it's going really well. Um, but you can never just sit back and rest on your laurels, can you? I'm always no. <laughs> looking to do some, not something else, but I'm always looking at ways to try and build, but still keeping the essence of what I'm all about. I think it's great to see that it's great for some of our listeners 
some of our listeners sell lots of art themselves or sell through galleries or are very successful. And some are beginners or middle stage people who are still trying to make that work and feel sometimes like, oh, nobody buys art, you know, pandemic, nobody wants to spend money on art. And it's great to see. Um, I, I like to showcase whenever possible that that's not true, that lots and lots of people are selling art. And yes, that lots and lots of people are buying Why art. Not? How have you found it during this crazy time that we're living through? Really good. I mean, I don't like to say it in one way because I know an awful lot of people have lost a lot and have struggled yeah. and, and nobody knew at first how it was going to be for the art world um, and for art galleries. But I've, I've done really well and I've sold so much, but I think it's to those people that were going to go on this holiday of a lifetime or, or you know, no, could no longer go on holidays or weren't going out for dinner so much or, you know, all those yeah. costs that you used to have. And they suddenly, and they were at home more. And so that's, you know, people did yeah. learn from DIY, didn't they? And did their garden. So people were actively thinking, right, let's get that painting for above the fireplace that we've been thinking about for two years. Let's let's go and see Sarah. Let's see what she's got. Yeah. Um, and it's it it's just been great. It's been really good yeah, for me. I, yeah, I think a lot. And I bet of... it's the same for you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It really has. People have more time to think about that sort of thing. Yes. Yes. And, and, and also I think there's a sense with a lot of people of, oh, so life is really short and precarious and maybe I'll do things I enjoy instead of always saving for the future or yes, there's a little bit of that as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I do sometimes think, you know, people see art as a luxury purchase, which I think you should buy art. If you've got any money, just buy art, but that's me. (laughs) Why would you buy anything else? Um, but I think it is a luxury purchase, so it's not top of the agenda always. You know, they, if they're doing up a room, they, they're going to buy their sofa before they buy a painting. Yeah, yeah. Um, unless they're like us, we'll have the painting. Yeah, first, no, we'll have the painting you know? then, you know. <laughs> but you have Very to accept strange. that's how normal people feel. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so they've had time to, you know, to get the sofa and the painting and the, yeah. and the money yeah. and, the, and the time to actually physically spend going to galleries or looking online because you couldn't always go on, go to galleries, obviously, when it was locked down. Yeah. But that's where I, you know, because I had a good website, people could buy work online as well. So, yeah, yeah. It's been so, really good. So it's all about everybody. If you're feeling that, that feeling of I can't sell anything or why won't people buy my stuff. It's all about yeah. what you said, the steady build up. Steady build up. Constantly being in front of people. They yeah. Buy it if they can't yeah. see it. Um, yeah, because I've, you know, I like to build relationships with people that come to the gallery. And I recently I had um, a couple that bought quite a few pieces, but um, they'd come in a year earlier just to have a look. And then I didn't hear anything from them. And then they came back because they were then at the stage to buy art. They loved visiting the gallery. They loved the art I had. So they were always going to come back, but it took a year. Yeah. Um, And of me send, you know, they were on my mailing list and sending them updates and, and then they bought and that's, it's building good relationships, trustful relationships with people. 
over time and I think that's over time point you never know so you never know (laughs) sometimes a sale comes in on my website and I and it's someone I don't haven't communicated with but then when I look them up I see that either they've been a follower on Instagram for a long time or they're in my membership group or there's something there's a connection and so we don't realize that people are watching us all exactly exactly so that's why with Instagram it's really good and I'm you know every couple of days I'll post something it's just being in someone's inbox you know and and you'll be there when they actually if this happened a couple of weekends ago I'd sent out a mailing list saying I'm open this weekend um to my mailing list an email saying that and somebody was thinking I need a painting so they came and they bought and it was because that came in at the right time. So you've just got to keep on without bombarding people. Yeah. Um, but it, it, you know, it works. But it's it's not constant, constant, constant. It is a slow. It's a slow thing. But the, so, the longer you do it, the more you've got these people that want to buy from you. Yeah. So let's segue into what I told you I wanted to talk to you about. So we're talking about artists marketing themselves. And I asked you if we could talk about some of the things that artists do that shouldn't do or that do wrong when they approach a gallery owner, because I know everyone listening is going, yeah, but ask her how I can get my art in a gallery. (laughs) So, okay. You must have lots of experience of this after the last few years of running your gallery, people approaching you. Yeah. Um, So I'm not going to guide this because you've made a list. So I want you to tell me what you've got on your list and then we'll just, I'll ask you any questions I've got. Okay. So I think it is really hard because there's like, there's no code of conduct for galleries and artists, but to me it's common sense. And it's all about being professional, respectful, and having integrity and honesty um, when you're approaching a gallery. So um, if you just bear that in mind, you can't really go wrong. Um, So before you approach a gallery, you know, look to see what their submission policy is. Most galleries are going to have a submission policy online and and follow it to the T do what they ask you to do so send in good quality images with um, you know dimensions and and recent images um, and selling prices and just a brief bit about yourself and do not this is really important because this annoys me when people do honestly I'm gonna sound like a real witch (laughs) no no it's fine we need to know it's better to be honest isn't it yeah we need to know um, yes don't send out a th- don't send out an email that's obviously gone out to fifty other galleries saying I'm looking for representation. Um, find out the person's name that you think is going to be reading that email. I think that's so important to make it personal. Say why you think your work will fit in the gallery. Say why you want to be in that gallery, um, and then you know that to me that's. That's far more, that's going to get my attention more than a generic, I'm looking for representation, would you be interested type email. Yeah, it's funny, I used to work in human resources years ago, and same thing happens when people look for a job. It's exactly the same, isn't it? You get dear mister, dear mister, dear sir, when it's coming to me, it says on the website. immediately gets you back up. (laughs) 
And sometimes you'll get cover letters and they'll have put the wrong company name when you used to get actually yeah. typed letters. They'd yeah. have the wrong yeah. company name in. Yeah. And you're like, oh, can't you just take you know, the Yeah, time exactly. Because it's attention to detail, isn't it? And doing your research. It's like going for, like you say, it's like, it's, it's like going for any job, really, even though it's not a job. You've got to impress the person that's reading the application. Yeah. And I think apart from I find, your art, that's how you can get their attention. I found it interesting that you said, um, explain why you want to be in that gallery. Yes. Because a lot of people would think, well, I want to be in that gallery because I want my paintings to get seen and sold. That's their, in, but they've got what, tell us what you mean by that. Because I think it's such an important point. Um, a lot of, people that submit and do it properly say they like the artists that I show. They think I have a very good selection of artists. Um, they, they love the fact that it's in my home. Yeah. Um, they like that personal aspect of it. Things like that. Yeah. If you can visit the gallery, but this is a very good point. I had, um, I had a submission from an artist uh, who said that They'd visited the gallery the previous weekend and loved it. Now, I know that they did not visit the gallery. They'd never visited the gallery because I know who the artist is. So immediately I'm thinking, well, if you're prepared to tell a, a, a lie in an application, what are you going to be like to work with? Yeah. Um, so don't, so don't, don't say anything that could be not true. Yeah. Yeah. And I think saying why it, that explaining why you want to be in it, it subliminally says I'm a discerning person. I'm exactly. not just spraying out letters exactly. to anyone. They want to be in that gallery because they think it would reflect well on them, Yeah, which means that they respect your gallery. Yeah. And they respect what you're doing. That's so important. That yeah. Res- yeah. I love that goes- point. It goes both ways, doesn't it? You, yeah. you know, you've got to respect each other in the gallery artist relationship. There's got to be that respect from the offset. Yeah, yeah. Great points. I love that. So that's so, why, you know, that's really important to get your submission right and your submission letter right. And and don't just don't just apply and don't say my art would look great in your gallery if you haven't really looked at the other art, because I have that and it's like, what are you talking about? This, this, your art would not fit in here. And it's, again, it's just like, they haven't really, and it's yeah. a waste of time. It's a waste of their time and it's a waste of my time. So, yeah, yeah. you know, be very, be discerning. And, and let's, let's just unpack that a tiny bit. So um, when they, they might say, well, I thought it would fit in. What, yes. How will they know if it will fit in? What? That's a bit of a difficult one to well, do. It is a difficult one because really it's, well, I show work I love. Um, so if you look on my website, you'll see the type, you'll see the type of work I certainly don't love. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If there's, yeah, that maybe I'm being too, maybe I'm assuming people will know, but. No, I if think... I look on a website, if I'm thinking, shall I go to that gallery I'm on holiday? I'll look on their website. And if I like the work that's in there, I'll go because I know it's my type of work. Yeah. So that's what I mean. Look on the website. Do you like the artists that are showing? Do you like the style of work? 
Um, I do, I mean, a lot of my work is abstract, semi-abstract that I have here, although I do love a still life. Yeah. Um, I've got a couple of still life artists, um, Jill Gathercole and David Thomas, and I absolutely adore their work, but there's something about it that really just complements everything else in the gallery. Yeah, I think do you like it is a key point because one of the things I teach people about painting when you're a beginner is to look at what you love in other people's work because yes. something in that is speaking to you. Yeah, And it's the same. If I, I was looking up someone's website, someone I'd heard of on Instagram and they're a gallerist and I went to look at their gallery out of curiosity and yeah. I thought, oh, <laughs> I would never fit in there. Yes. It was just, it was very, very contemporary, very urban, very graffiti. So you realise... Yeah, yeah you that's can what look I mean. and you can see. Yeah. So I think if you're wondering, well, how would I know? I think the best way to know is, do you like what's there? Do, yes. do you personally like have the same taste as that person who curated yeah. that collection? And then yeah. you'll you'll know that you would fit in. Yes. And that's then are, are there other? I know you've got other things on the list. Sorry, I just thought of another question though. Let's say somebody does fit in. Yeah. But are there criteria that you're looking for? Um, like, let's say I've done a lovely painting, which fits in beautifully, and I send you my lovely painting. Yeah. You must want to know more about, like, my productivity or my seriousness about my practice. Yes. How yeah, would yeah. you judge that? Well, you know, so with your submission, you send in your, your statement and your CV, and then you can see what you've been doing. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, if you've applied, if you, you know, if you've won awards or, you know, what exhibitions you are in, what other galleries that you've shown in, that will tell me how serious you are. But saying that, I'm quite happy to have, you know, self-taught artists that haven't got any experience if I love their work, if it's yeah. presented to me well. I had a lovely artist here last week, um, completely new, starting out, going back to work to art after years of being out of it um and her work did you know there was potential for it to show here it need it did need you know a little bit of refining and but it was presented this is another thing about when you're going so so you get past the submission and I say okay great yes I'd be interested potentially in showing your work why don't you bring me a selection to see Make sure it's presented really well. Make sure if it's framed that the frames are good quality frames, not cheap IKEA frames, um, which this lovely artist was, but I, you know, I told them and they were quite, they, they realized, they realized, you know, that's okay if you're selling work to friends and family or, you know, at the WI summer show, but it's not okay in a good quality gallery. And frames don't have to cost a lot. You don't have to get them from Ikea. You know, frames do not have to cost a lot. I, I've shown the work of a couple of Leeds art school um, students when they were students, and they frame them beautifully. I mean, very simply, but in a modern, contemporary, in a contemporary style that didn't cost a lot, but that fitted in with the gallery. Yeah. That's so important. So if you do get your foot through the door to see the gallery owner, um, make sure you present your work to a standard that they will want to show in that gallery because I think you're letting yourself down as well you're letting the artwork down by throwing it in cheap frames is that really harsh Louise no no absolutely. do you agree with me would you oh, 
Would you say that to your listeners yourself? Yeah, totally. If you, why would you expect somebody to take something? It's like often what people will do is take a badly lit photograph of their work. Yes. And then show that. Yes, photographs. Yeah. You've got to show it as best you possibly can. And in fact, if I was going, if I was recommended to go to the gallery, I'd say, maybe take more expensive frame if you can afford it yes like do better frames than you normally yeah. don't or do it the best you can possibly afford to do it because it's, it's so important well it shows yeah. it, it shows that you care about your work and that you care about the person that's going to buy that piece of work yeah and I've had a couple of artists that say you know they're not bothered about the frames that they're just interested in painting but it's all part and parcel you've got you know it's part of yeah. what it's your job um, yeah. to present things well in order that I think it's just showing respect for the buyer as well isn't it it's yeah. they want it framed nicely yes yeah especially they're going to invest a lot of money in something it's got to be exactly prepared. absolutely so, so, that's, so that's another thing so put them in I mean I wouldn't spend masses on a frame because um, you're not going to necessarily recoup that in the artwork because the price is for the art is for the painting so that kind of I'm not contradicting what I've said but you pay you know your price for a piece of art is for the painting not the frame it's in so don't buy don't get your, your framer to do a frame that costs 150 pounds which has happened in the past because depending on what stage you are in your career you can't add that onto the price of that yeah. artwork that painting yeah I usually rule of thumb for me I usually think 10 percent of the mm-hmm. price is reasonable and I can usually frame it nicely for about yes. 10% of what I'm charging. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so though, that's, you know, that's another important thing. If you come and show work to a gallery, and I'm talking from my point of view, there's no, some gallery owners will be thinking I'm really harsh and some gallery owners might, if they're listening to this, might be shouting, what about this and what about that? You know, it's very individual. Yeah, yeah. But we're not expecting you to speak for every gallery I'm owner. I'm not speaking okay. for everybody. <laughs> so what should we go on to now? If I say, right, that's lovely. I want your work in my summer show. Then I always send out an email well in advance of the time when I want the work delivered, when I want, um, you know, a proper statement and CV. So I can upload it onto my website when I want quality images. Always send quality images um so make sure you've got all that and make sure you meet the gallery's deadlines that's so important yeah uh, make sure all the work that you do deliver eventually is framed beautifully that the frames are in good order that it's ready to hang um I've had work delivered that hasn't got you know anything on the back for hanging so then I have to start putting d-rings in and if every artist did that I'd just be doing d-rings all day yeah. and it's you know <laughs> It's about respecting what you're doing. It's about being professional. Um, and I had, um, I had one artist deliver work and it was strung, but it was strung with a shoelace. Oh. And yes, not even a white shoelace, Louise. It was a brown shoelace. <laughs> and it's things like, it's like, what were they thinking? Maybe so ran out of hanging wire right, right at the last minute. Well, I know. <laughs> I know what I can use so you know things like that make sure it's all um presented beautifully and ready to hang because it just makes uh, the gallery owner's life so much easier and if you make 
if they make your life easier, you are much more likely to want to them back again. Use them again, exactly. Yeah. Much more likely to want to show their work again. And so I have my stable of gallery artists whose work I have on my website and they'll be in, you know, at least one show a year. And I've always got work of theirs here. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm always looking to expand that. So potentially you could be another gallery artist here. And, um, you know, so then you'll always be on my website, which yeah. is, it's all adding to your CV, isn't it? It's all adding yeah. to your growth and your um, reach and your marketability. Oh yeah, something else that some artists have a, seem to have a problem with or don't quite understand. If I've, if I've chosen work for my show, be it two months earlier, and it's consigned to this show, you can't then sell it to a private client. <laughs> it Louise, it happens. I know, I can imagine. You can't then say, well, actually, can I give you another piece? Because I don't just throw any old artwork up. I spend too long planning my shows and thinking that's going to look good and that's going to fit that wall. And you can't just then sell it um, and say, well, can I give you another one? Or no, you can't. That's consigned to me. And you can't, you can't say have it in my show and then sell it privately because that's having your cake and eating it, isn't it? It's yeah. once it's consigned, that's with me. I so think, somebody I did. Think, sorry, I was going to say in that yeah. situation, I used, I think the right thing to do would be to say to that buyer, I can't sell you that painting at the moment because it's due to be in this show. But yes. you can contact Sarah yes. um, at Silson. Yeah. Some artists do that. Yeah. Some artists just don't understand yeah. that and I do actually I will if it hasn't physically got to the show and I haven't started advertising the show yet then I'll take a lesser commission on it because it hasn't but I you know I chose that for a reason yeah and because you know what if you just what if you suddenly sold all your work that was meant to be in my show and then you yeah. oh, well, I'll give you this this and this oh, no no you can't so that's why because I'm I, I read something on Instagram a while back of somebody saying that wasn't right. And it is right. It actually is right. If it's consigned to the gallery, it's consigned to the gallery. Don't sell it privately. It's not you, fair. You made a commitment. You've, yeah, you've, it's not fair. Yeah. So I hope that maybe has cleared that up for those artists that might not be too sure about that. Yeah, that makes um, perfect sense. Yeah. And it is a small world, isn't it? Word. Galleries talk to other galleries, just like artists talk to artists. Yeah. Um, you find out things and... I think that's a really good point. So there's probably... do. People get reputations, I'm they sure. They certainly do. Good and bad. <laughs> <laughs> but they do. But it's like, if so, it, another thing with applying to a gallery, if you're not sure or, you, you know, you want to find out a bit more about what it's like to have your work in that gallery, speak to another artist whose work's there. Um, and see what they say. It's all about using your contacts and just doing your research. So, yeah, so artists talk to artists, galleries talk to galleries. You know, it's just, you do, yeah. you do get a reputation, good or bad. So, yeah, bear that in mind. Okay, good point. <laughs> <laughs> so are there, any other, are there any other horrible things artists do that they need to know not to do? Consistency in pricing. Mm. Um, some artists have a problem with this they think different galleries you can have it on at different prices you can't your artwork is worth set 500 pounds 
in my gallery as it is in a gallery in Northumberland. That's the worth of your art. You can't sell it cheaper or more expensive somewhere else because it's really unfair on the buyer. Yeah. Um, and I have heard this through other galleries of instances where a buyer has bought a painting and then seen the same size by the same artist cheaper somewhere else and then gone back into the gallery because it reflects badly on the gallery. It makes the gallery look expensive. So consistency in pricing is really important. So it's great if you sell a 50 by 50 painting privately to somebody, you should charge the same price as if they bought it from yes. a gallery. You're As an artist, you're just gonna make more money, which is lovely. Yeah. Uh, but you shouldn't sell more cheaply to private clients. Do, do you know what I mean? Because yeah, that absolutely. works the same wherever they're buying it. Yeah, that comes up a lot with artists because they say, oh, if I go with this gallery, I have to give them X amount commission and therefore, should I increase my prices? And it's okay if you do, but it's got to be across everywhere. Exactly, yeah. And that's does. just, and if people, and they say, well, but my buyers won't understand. Well, the, they will understand if your worth is going up in the marketplace and that's now- And you're in the gallery. Yeah. And that's the other thing, Louise, artists don't, I do get the impression some artists kind of resent having to show their work in a gallery, but they don't have to show their work yeah. in the gallery. It's not the only way to market, is it? They yeah. can do it themselves, but artists choose to be in a gallery for a particular reason. And if you want to be in a gallery, if you recognize that that's gonna help you, then you have to just, accept that that gallery is going to take commission you know I work really hard and I think I earn my money yeah um so you have to suck it up as an artist that's you you either want to be in a gallery or you don't and don't do deals behind the galleries back I actually had um I hadn't been open that long and it was one artist and she was they were here um uh, and I saw quite a bit of, of their work and my private view and that I heard them behind me talking to a client doing a deal on a piece of work that I had drinking my champagne in my ga- in my home in my and I was I was absolutely furious yeah I'm not surprised you know you just don't do it you just don't do it um and and you know some people think well who would do that Pe- you know it it happened to me yeah. so just be respectful I think any artist who's done any amount of selling on their own knows the amount of time that goes into selling your work and packing it up and (laughs) arranging shipping and all of that stuff um finding the the marketing to find the buyers and then that it's an awful lot of work and so it's never been um, on this podcast, we've talked about galleries before, and we've we've said quite clearly we don't think there's anything wrong with a gallery taking whatever percentage they take because they do a lot of work for that yeah. money. Yeah, um, it's your choice as an artist if you decide, well, I'm just going to do it myself. But after a while of just doing it yourself, you do start to think, you know what, actually (laughs) might not mind if someone took some of this work off me because then I could make more paintings. So there's no easy way to this. Yeah, um, because quite a few artists that I talk to, they say they just 
they're quite happy to let me take my commission to hand it over to me because they just want to paint. They don't want to have to be dealing with all of that. Yeah. They don't want to have to be dealing with clients and, you know, they're very happy for me to, to do it, which is great. Yeah. Um, so they recognize what I, what galleries do. Yeah. Um, and it is hard work. It is hard. And there's uh, one of my, um, uh, gallery artist Emma Whitelock she's based in York she's she's fabulous at marketing herself she's she's got so many collectors she sells sends work all over the world she's reduced the number of galleries she's in because she she's doing so well um but she she still wants to be in the gallery because it takes the pressure off a bit and she can yeah. just get on and paint and she doesn't have to have people come into her studio yeah um so that's why she keeps with a couple of galleries yeah and yeah. also because I think she recognizes the importance of being in a gallery as well you know for it does whether artists like it or not currently it does give you kudos doesn't it being attached to a good gallery yeah yeah it's like any way that you can give yourself um it's like an extra I'm trying to think of the word it's not a brand but it's extra outside approval or yes um, patronage not patronage but just no, but I know what you mean saying. it's like a stamp of approval okay so this artist is showing at Silson Contemporary without blowing my own trumpet people know I I show quality work so it ergo that artist must be a good artist do you know what I mean yeah. it's yeah. that's why you want and that's why you should be careful how you choose your galleries as well. Yes, that's a really good point. Because in the yeah. beginning, I think we can be very keen to just be in a gallery or be showing somewhere or to have our work anywhere, somewhere. anywhere, anywhere <laughs> yes. that'll take. I know yes. I was. You know, at yes. the beginning, I was like anywhere that'll take me. And and to a certain extent, right at the beginning, that was great. I sold some yeah. paintings that made yeah. me feel good. It gave me confidence. It it boosted things along. But very quickly. I was like, yeah, I don't want to be in that place anymore. Now I realize that that's, you know, not going to be at the level that I want to be yeah. at. Yeah. Um, so you've got to be, that's that's another reason to be discerning when you're sending yeah. these emails and to actually look at the galleries and see, do I really want this? Does it, will exactly. it, will it yeah. fit in with what I want to say about myself? Yeah, yeah. So it all comes back down as we wrap this section up. I think it yeah. all comes back down to mutual respect. Yeah. Professionalism. Professionalism. Yeah. Politeness. Integrity. It's all the honesty. things we were taught when we were growing up. Exactly. And to me, it's just, it's common sense. This is what you should do if you want to be taken seriously and be seen as a professional and somebody that somebody else wants to work with just do those things it's it's not difficult is it it's just it's just no. what you should do I did want to say about overpricing some artists pricing's really hard isn't it yeah and I'm sure you and Alice have spoken about this on your podcast about how to price your work but sometimes artists want they look at other artists like they'll look at Louise Fletcher and think, my work's like Louise, I can charge what she charges, but they don't realise you've been doing it for so many years and you've got proven sales behind you and it's taken you a while to get to that point. And, yes. um, and it's so much easier to, um, not underprice, but have it on at a, a lower level and raise your prices, but to lower your prices looks really bad. 
And I, there really were, I had lo a lovely artist recently that approached me and their, their work, I just thought it was looking at their CV and what they'd done. It just, it didn't stack up. And another gallery took them on um, and was quite happy with those prices, but they didn't sell anything. And now this artist is coming back to me saying, well, I'm, you know, I, I would be happy to reduce my prices, but you know, it's just, how does that look on the other gallery? And if people are researching online about this particular artist, it's just, you've got to be really careful. Yeah. You do have to, and it's like, don't go with the gallery that's going to say your art's worth so much more. It's like, estate agents do that, don't they? Just to get you on their books. I'm not saying that's what that gallery did, but just be discerning and careful and don't go for the person that says, right, we'll put that on our walls for whatever because it has to sell there's it's no you know if it doesn't sell it's not worth that is it it's it goes back to being honest with yourself again doesn't yeah. it? because yeah. I, I do know lots of artists who underprice yes um, yes but you have to be honest with yourself look at your pricing in relation to the other artists in that gallery exactly. or in that that yeah on that level that you're yeah. working at yeah say am I really at that level yeah. yet and there's no shame in not being there yet because we can all we all get better all the time yeah. but just where am I now is really exactly. important exactly exactly so and the market tells you that yeah I mean, the market tells you when to put your prices up it's when you launch paintings and they all sell yeah and you can say oh okay time to increase the price if you yeah. launch them and they don't sell maybe it's not maybe they were too expensive or yeah yeah exactly so it, it I mean pricing it's it's the bugbear of everybody's <laughs> it's hard it is but, hard because so, it's such a personal thing yes with pricing and like artists that well that painting means so much to me I want to put it on for more money it doesn't mean so much to a buyer you know <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's you can't do that you can't get too personal about it it's this is it's a it's market isn't it so yeah market dictates So we always end the podcast with uh, what's inspired, what have we enjoyed section. So what's happened to you recently that you found exciting or inspirational? Well, as I said earlier on in the talk, um, I went to a really good client of mine this morning, very early, and I took around some work um, that she wanted to go either side of this beautiful, other beautiful painting that she had. And I hadn't been to her house. She's been my client for a couple of years, hadn't been to her house before, never managed to get there. And I was just, I mean, I'm delighted that she's chosen work from this gallery to go in with all these amazing artists that she's got on the walls. And just, just the way she curated her house was, um, it was just beautiful. And I love going into someone's house who clearly loves art. Yes. And I clearly will spend money on art. Um, I feel very at home in places like that. <laughs> but it's just, you know, because you think you're, you know, you're on that same wavelength. You you just appreciate quality and somebody that's made this beautiful piece of art. And she had lovely ceramics and paintings and just her whole house was beautiful. And that really, you know, it just make this it it helped helps me to see why I'm doing it, because there are people that really do want art on their walls and to encourage other people that are a little bit more um 
not so sure, unsure of themselves, to buy their first piece of original art. And I think once they've done that, they um, they will buy more. But she just it just inspired me to think she bought work from me and it was in this fabulous house. And I just loved it. So that inspired me today. And I'm inspired by other galleries as well. There's three galleries in particular that I just I just love what they're doing and how they do it. And they clearly really care about their well, you've artists. Got, you've got to tell us which three galleries. Oh, shall I tell you? Okay. Yeah. So uh, Karen Sherwood at Cupola or Cupola, I never know how to say it. It's in Sheffield. Karen was really, I went and saw her when, before I even started the gallery just to talk to her about being a gallery owner. And she was so generous and lovely with her advice and honest and she set up her gallery from being a graduate fine art fine artist. And she's been in Sheffield for over, I think it's 30 years now, in the same place. Wow. She now has the same, um, you know, she's got children of people that she first sold art to who are now adults coming and buying art from her. And she's just so determined and really cares. So she, she inspired me initially when I was, and she still does, um, and then I love, um, it's Gallery at Home, and it's Sonia Pang. It's in Usk in Wales. She's just, we just talk to each other on Instagram. She's like my Instagram pal, my gallery's <laughs> Instagram friend. And she just really encourages me. And I think the work that she chooses is amazing. She's very, very discerning. She doesn't have a big gallery, but she's just, just fabulous. And I love what she does. And that, you know, that inspires me to carry on because it's, it is hard work, but it makes, it makes me glad to be a part of this little gang of people that are, yeah. that have got you know, lovely galleries and care about it. And then the other one is um, Josie Eastwood. I'm not sure where she is. I think she's in Hampshire. She's been doing it for years and she, she clearly, re- I mean, she's got a really good eye. She's some fantastic artists. Is that the name of the gallery? Eastwood Fine Art. Eastwood, Eastwood Fine, Fine Art. And, you know, she's just built this gallery over the years and just fabulous. Just just fabulous. And it's and just... all women. Yeah. It's not <laughs> deliberate, but I think it says something, doesn't it? I, I don't know what it is. You know, it's women that have done really well. Yeah. I wonder why that is. That's uh, interesting. <laughs> and that's not why I like them. I just, I just admire them. And I respect what they do because I think they do it so well. Yeah. And I aspire to be like that. <laughs> so maybe one day in a few years, someone will be sat talking to you saying, oh, I love Source and Contemporary. <laughs> I think they will. I think they probably do already. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Sarah. It's been an absolute delight talking to you. Um, tell us the what, the name of your website for the gallery so people can look you up. Uh, it's silsoncontemporaryart.co.uk. Oh, gosh, I, need, I don't even know what the name is. Sils and Contemporary Art, and it will come up on Google. Okay, and on Instagram, is it also Silson Contemporary? Yeah, Silson Contemporary, Silson Art. It's based in Harrogate. So thank you very much, Sarah. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Silson was, it's quite an unusual name. It was my um, maternal grandparents surname so my mum's surname and they were from Yorkshire so I used it when I first 
started the gallery and I was thinking of a name and I was thinking of Collier Contemporary and then somebody said to me they thought it was really egotistical having your name in a gallery so I used Silson and actually now I think I would have quite loved Collier Contemporary. Yeah I like Collier. So I don't listen to people all the time but you know when you're excited I can't change the name now but so Silson I'm happy with Silson. think there's nothing egotistical about that I think it's fine yeah yeah anyway so, uh, Silson's fine Silson Silson yes 